The Battle for Sinjar, today on The World. I'm Carol Hills, and for Marco Werman, Kurdish fighters push back against ISIS in northern Iraq, and this Syrian activist has a message for jihadist wannabes. You want to come to protect the civilians? See what ISIS do to the civilians. You want to come because you believe in Islam? See what ISIS do to Islam, to Muslims. And later, Ben Carson's foreign policy advisor has a plan. Step one, an all-Christian U.S. military. And then use the military to, in his words, indoctrinate uh, the American public. And then onwards across the world. Plus, the men who want to fix world soccer. You got a prince, a sheikh, and three guys named Infantino. Champagne and Sexuale. That's all ahead on The World. I'm Carol Hills, and for Marco Werman, this is The World. We start today with an update on a war that's been going on mostly in the background, the U.S.-led campaign against ISIS militants in Iraq. There are American airstrikes against ISIS there almost every day, but today's blitz was on a different scale. Dozens of targets were hit around the northern Iraqi town of Sinjar. You might recall that's where ISIS massacred thousands of Yazidis' men last year before enslaving the women and children. The goal of the airstrikes today was to support a big push by Kurdish Peshmerga soldiers to retake Sinjar. BuzzFeed's Mike Giglio has been watching the battle since before dawn from the slopes of Mount Sinjar overlooking the town. I actually slept at the top of Mount Sinjar, which overlooks Sinjar Town. And that is uh, a safe place to watch the fighting from. It's outside of mortar range and firing range. So uh, what happened was, you know, the airstrikes woke us up, and uh, we and some uh, Russian soldiers watched the explosions from the distance. And then, uh, you know, early in the morning, convoys of Russian American soldiers just started rolling down the mountain in Sinjar. And eventually we went down there as well and onto the outskirts of the town. And we watched as they, uh, you know, started the offensive. And it was, uh, you know, it was a big, a big large-scale offensive in between the U.S. strikes just hitting constantly and the amount of uh, Peshmerga soldiers on hand. I mean, they, they said 7,500 would participate in this operation. I don't know if that's true, but I can tell you that there were just lots and lots of people on hand. Um, and they still haven't made their major push into Sinjar yet, which will really see uh, those numbers play a big role, I think. Are there Americans there on the ground? I could have sworn I saw some Americans watching over uh, ISIS from a ridgeline embedded with the Peshmerga, but uh, I didn't get a chance to ask, and uh, I could be wrong. Um, you know, there are definitely people, whether it is Kurdish special forces or U.S. special forces, helping to call in the airstrikes. And, you know, like the, the presence is just constantly felt uh, when you hear the pounding and actually feel it in your chest of uh, the airstrikes. Uh, you know, Sinjar is a really symbolic place at this point in the fight against ISIS based on what happened there and, you know, the whole world watching in horror as they attempted this genocide against the Yazidi religious minority. Yes, it's the home of the Yazidi minority who were horribly persecuted by ISIS last year. There are some Yazidi fighters uh, among the groups attacking, uh, trying to retake Sinjar, aren't they? Yeah, I was surprised by how many Yazidi fighters I met just talking to Kashmirga uh, around the front today. And, you know, they, I think, have mixed emotions as this offensive is going forward. You know, they, they said, you know, it brings back memories of the time when ISIS did come in and, you know, commit those horrible massacres of their friends and relatives and, and take over the city. Um, but on the other hand, I think that they feel empowered by the opportunity to be part of this force that's trying to take it back. Um, you know, I was standing on a hill with one Yazidi fighter, and he was trying to point out where his home was, and he hasn't been there in over a year. And, uh, you know, he told me, you know, he's really anxious to get back. The preparations for this attack were not very secret. Uh, tell us how you got to be there to watch the whole thing take place. 
Well, they, they, there was, uh, they were supposed to be secret, and I think to an extent they were, but uh, the, the flip side of that is that they also, uh, the Peshmerga also wanted uh, the media to be there to, to document it. So um, some of us were able to find out that it was commencing, and, uh, you know, there was some waiting going on, but ultimately, uh, you know, they did let some of us come ahead of time and, and be on hand for when it, when it began. I understand you got some social media guidance from the Kurds. What did they tell you? <laughs> that, that was part of it, and uh, you know, I think I think they're pretty savvy. You know, they uh, as part of rolling out this uh, media offensive, they rolled out a hashtag and they, they encouraged journalists to use it. You know, they they were really adamant that we should you know put that in our tweets. What's the hashtag? Free Sinjar. All right, Mike Giglio from BuzzFeed on the slopes of Mount Sinjar. Thanks, Mike. Thank you very much for having me. Taking on ISIS is highly dangerous, and not just inside Iraq or Syria. Two weeks ago, two.